What's up, everybody? Today we move on with the seventh seal, and we'll also talk about the golden censer. But before we do that, I want to clarify a few details regarding the judgments and how they are laid out. Remember that you have the seven seals, then you have the seven trumpets, and then you'll have the seven bowls. But there's an important detail regarding how they are laid out. In the seventh seal, you will find the seven trumpets. And in the seventh trumpet judgment, you will find the seven bowls. So understanding the nature of, of these three waves of judgments, just remember the seven bowls come out of the seventh trumpet. And the seven trumpets come out of the seventh seal. So today, as we begin to open the seventh seal, you will see that the seventh seal contains, within the seventh seal, it contains the seven trumpet judgments. So today we pick up with Jesus opening the seventh seal and revealing the next series or wave of judgments known as the seven trumpets. Something unique happens when Jesus opens this seal that is different from the other seals that he opened previously. You know, also, there is a precursor to the judgment's beginning. It is called the Golden Censer, and it brings a warning judgment uh, of what is to come next. You can also look at it as like a start gun that is fired at the beginning of a race. You know, they fire the gun, and boom, the racers know to take off running. Well, this Golden Censer is thrown to the earth, signaling to the seven angels to begin sounding their trumpets. You know, the first four trumpets bring judgment and devastation to the earth, i.e. the trees, land, water, sea life, etc. And the last three trumpets uh, will directly affect mankind, you know, and they're referred to as the three woes. But we'll talk more about that later. So let's jump in and take a look at how all this unfolds. So chapter 8 opens with Jesus opening the seventh and final seal, ushering in the next wave of judgments. But something unique happens when Jesus opens the seventh seal. Verse 1 says, When he opened the seventh seal, there was a silence in heaven for about a half an hour. This is significant because it did not happen with the other six seals. The amount of time is not important, though. And that's why he kind of says about a half an hour. is You don't need to focus on the time. What is important is that all of heaven went silent when the seal was opened. Like you could hear a pin drop. It signals that what is about to happen is going to be really bad and devastating. And, and everybody is just completely silent at this point. They they don't know what, you know, these the people in heaven, everybody that went silent, they don't really know what's in the judgment, of course. They don't know what's uh, about to happen exactly. But you get a sense that everyone in heaven can feel the change in the air, so to speak, and everyone pauses quietly. Now, the seven angels are seen standing before the throne, and they are given seven trumpets, which they will sound to release each judgment. Now, in modern times, the trumpets would not have the significance that it had to the nation of Israel back then. You know, trumpets summoned the nation to assemble, called upon soldiers to prepare for war, and they signaled the beginning of festivals. You know, Joel 2.1 says that it predicts that the blowing of a trumpet will alert Israel to the approaching uh, day of the Lord. 
Isaiah 27, 13 promises that a great trumpet will summon Jews to leave their dispersion and return to Jerusalem to worship the Lord. Matthew 24, 31 echoes the, this promise that Jesus said, and he will send out his angels with a loud trumpet call and they will gather his elect from the four winds from one uh, end of heaven to the other. So you can see like trumpets had a bigger significance back then and it would have made sense, you know, when John saw it. So remember that Israel is is the center is center stage in this tribulation period. Yes, God judges the whole earth and all those in it, but Israel and their atonement slash redemption is in the spotlight. So the Jews of the nation of Israel the, to them, the trumpets are a symbol that has great significance. In addition to the seven angels with the with the trumpets, you also see an eighth angel with a golden censer standing before the altar. Verse 3 through 4, another angel who uh, had a golden censer came and stood at the altar. He was given much incense to offer with the prayers of all God's people and the golden on the golden altar in front of the throne. The smoke of the incense, together with the prayers of God's people, went up before God from the angel's hand. Now, the censer was like a small container, um, usually had a little lid on it, um, or a type of lid on it, but it was suspended by some small chains, and it was uh, swung back and forth um, by the high priest. And you'll even see it in you know Catholic churches and things like that. Today, you'll see that little container they swing back and forth with the incense in it uh, burning, So, which is, of course, where they get it from. So the censer, you know, was something that the high priest would have carried. You know, in Old Testament times, Israel's high priest would take hot coals from the bronze altar or burnt uh, altar of burnt sacrifice, add incense to it, and carry the burning incense to the altar of incense inside the holy place. And you can read about that in Leviticus 16. But the the smoke from the burning incense would ascend heavenward, uh, symbolizing the prayers of the people who gathered outside uh, during this event. You know, here in chapter 8, John sees an angel swinging this censer back and forth with much incense being offered up with all the prayers of God's people. So remember in Revelation 5, 8, uh, and when he had taken it, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb. Each one had a harp and they were holding golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of God's people. So clearly the incense represents or is directly connected to the prayers of God's people going up before the throne of God. I look at it uh, as a vehicle. As the incense burns, it carries the prayers of God, uh, of God's people, up before Him who sits on the throne. You know, again, this is why it is important to know and understand the boring details of the Old Testament. And I know some people might say, "Ah, oh, they're not boring," but you know, what I mean, like sometimes you read the Old Testament, and some of the details just seem boring at the time. Those details regarding the ways and customs of God's people and the temple and their laws may seem boring at times and may not seem really relevant to what what you may be trying to read or what, what you may be looking for in the Bible. But, you know, the, the, problem, the problem is, is, you know, we look at those old ways and customs and, and the things they did in the temples and the laws and all that, and... 
you might think they're boring then, but then when all of a sudden you get to the New Testament, you get to Revelation, now you it makes sense. You can see how it's all tied together. And all these all the symbolism that God is using in heaven with John, you know, is all things that would have made sense to someone in Israel who knew God's law, who knew the ways of the temple, who knew who knew those things. I mean, it made sense. It was all related. So, you know, now all of heaven is silent. And before God allows the seven angels to begin the trumpet judgments, he first allows time for an incense offering, you know, carrying the prayers of his people to come up before him. This to me shows the importance God places on not only worship, but receiving the prayers of his people. God treasures our prayers. They are important to him. So important that he would hold up the start of the next judgments to receive the prayers of his people first. And I believe he rejoices in our prayers and they are like sweet incense or aroma to God. But after offering up the incense and prayers as an offering or act of worship before God, then the angel fills the censer with hot coals or fire from the altar and hurls it toward the earth. Verse, verse 5 says, Then the angel took the censer, filled it with fire from the altar, and hurled it on the earth. And there came peals of thunder, rumblings, flashes of lightning, and an earthquake. So God has heard the prayers of his people. Those who cry out for justice, like those who John previously saw under the altar, who were martyred and who you know, cried out to God for justice, for him to bring judgment on the people of the earth for what they have, had done, if you remember that episode. You know, God hears the prayers of his people, and now he's sending, he's sending judgment. You know, the hot coals or fire from the altar symbolize judgment, and it is being hurled onto the earth like, you know, like we talked about before. It's, it's like that start gun at a race. It is, or it's that mark. It's, um, the angel is, is signaling to all the other angels, hey, get ready. You know, get your trumpets ready, line up, let's go. It's, it's go time, you know, so the other angels are, are ready. They're standing at attention. You know, they got, they have their trumpets ready. And, and when he hurls the, the golden censer onto the earth with the fire and it, and it creates all the rumblings, which is probably like the earth shaking as it's going into the, to the earthquake. And, you know, and the clouds are probably black and, you know, there's thunder and lightning. And it's just probably, it's probably terrifying to tell you the truth, but this unleashes the next seven trumpets and we're gonna we're gonna dig into that over the next few days of course but this turns loose the the angels to go ahead and begin sounding the trumpets you know i want you to look at something the altar of of incense in the old testament reminded the people that prayer was central to their worship and faith in yahweh Clearly, as you look back over the chapters we have covered, you can see the consistency with placing importance on worship and prayer. I believe God wants us to see how much he values those two things, prayer and worship. You know, I heard Pastor Bill uh, Purvis talk one time about 
prayer and it stuck with me because he said that you want to pray and talk to God regularly and openly in a way that when you get to heaven, Jesus can say, you know, hey, Jason, remember when you prayed about this and I sent you this? Uh, Hey, Jason, remember when you asked for this, but I said no? You were so upset and disappointed, but I knew you would understand in time. Essentially what I got from that message by Pastor Bill was that you don't want to get to heaven and have nothing, no conversations, no relationship to look back on. You know, prayer is important. It connects us to God and and Jesus. It, It keeps us grounded and helps us develop a relationship with him. Okay, so we're going to stop there. Uh, stop here for today because you know tomorrow begins the four tr- uh, the first four trumpet judgments. I did not want to try to squeeze them into this episode for fear it would be too long. This episode set the stage for the trumpet judgments. Uh, the signal has been given and the angels are in position and ready to sound their trumpet. So buckle up because the trumpet judgments really begin to get intense because at this point what John is witnessing takes place after the halfway point in the tribulation uh, period. This is the second half, or at least uh, the last three and a half years, you know, and this is where all hell breaks loose. But hang in there, and you will see the grace, mercy, and love of God come through. And please understand, when it comes to this episode talking about the seventh seal being opened in the golden censer, what I want to really take from this as the stage is being set for the trumpets to be sounded is to me the the significance of the prayers of God's people and how important that is and and how God puts that first before these judgments come out and I just want to say you know the God prayer it's so important but it looks so different from for everybody you might some might get up in the morning and pray a certain way at a certain time, go into a certain room. Um, prayer looks different for everybody. But what's important is that you spend time in it. You know, that you find time to talk to God all throughout the day. You know, have that ongoing conversation with Him that just goes from day to day here on earth. And it just continues, and then one day it just continues right into heaven, and you just continue having that that conversation with him. So power of prayer is super important. With that being said, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Thank you, Jesus, for the gift of salvation and for sparing us from this hour of judgment in the tribulation period. I'm grateful that you called me, and I'm grateful that the Holy Spirit tugged my heart as a teenager and led me to find salvation in you. I'm blessed that you have always been true to your word and you have never left me. I haven't always made the best choices and have screwed up more times than not, but you are the friend that sticks closer than a brother, and I am grateful for that. I see all that is written about what is to come, and my heart breaks for those who have to endure it, but if it leads to a great soul harvest, and it is what it takes to turn the heart's of, of of men of mankind you know the hearts of men women children whatever if what if it's what it takes to turn people's heart back to you then it is an act of grace and mercy and love nobody loves discipline or punishment but if it brings us back to you it is worth it and we are better for it 
I ask for your favor, Lord. I want to cover so many believers out there that are walking through the fire, struggling with addictions, illnesses, relationships, family. Uh, It's so much, God. God, I ask you to cover them with your grace and mercy. Cover them in your peace. Let them rise up and just feel your shalom. Let their faith grow stronger. Then, you know, the enemy is going to come for us, especially if we are living boldly for you. So if he comes, let's make the earth tremble. Let's give him the fight of his miserable existence. Let's remind him of his fate because we know where our hope lies in the future we are promised. Let's show the enemy that we come in the powerful name and blood of Yeshua, the name he nor his demons can stand against. Let's ruin the enemy's day. Amen.